Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S O. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today for a little bit of a PSA. You might be thinking about buying a Rolex, perhaps. There are a lot of them out there to purchase. But how can you be sure that the one that you're about to purchase is a genuine one? We're going to find out. Tom, are you scared of fakes? Yeah, I'm scared of fakes. I like the real McCoy. I like the genuine article. I'm not taken in by imitators. (laughs) This is my real hair. um, And I'm sticking with it. (laughs) In all seriousness, Tom, fakes are really problematic. Uh, The factories where they are made are getting better and better. And the quality of them is getting closer to the originals. And you, like me want to make sure we purchase the original, least of all because it will retain the value that you pay for it when you get it. Yeah. So, for the benefit of our dear viewer and listener, we're going to list out 10 different ways that you can use to tell whether or not a Rolex is real or fake. Tom, would you like to start? Cool, yeah. So, the first way, this is the the best and most effective way I can think of to tell a genuine Rolex from a fake one, is to compare the two that way you can have them both in hand you can inspect the details with a loop and see everything for yourself rolexes are impeccably made they're not going to deviate from one to the next so if you do see any discrepancies you know that you've got a fake on your hands that should be the easiest way to see any differences is just have two in hand the only problem there is acquiring a real genuine one and then how do you know if that one's a genuine one well you well (laughs) then you'd need to acquire a third genuine one and compare the fake one to the genuine one to the other genuine one but then i know i know what you're gonna say how do you know is that one a genuine one well this is where it gets interesting because then you'd need to get another (laughs) genuine rolex and compare that one is that where all the rolexes have gone is there one very uncertain man with a million of the same watch (laughs) he's got them all laid out in a line yeah (laughs) and if he lays them out long enough they'll go all the way around the world and join up on the other side. Yeah. <sighs> Even the very best quality fakes have differences to the original, however slight, however almost indiscernible. But they become very discernible when you have the original next to it. Of course, yeah, absolutely. going to buy a watch and having an original is a little bit counterproductive because you won't be buying one if you already have the original. But you can still use imagery. 
Uh, Rolex imagery is very high resolution and high quality. Granted, most of it is CGI, but it's, it's accurate. You can use that to start to learn some of those tells. Uh, we're going to go through some of those tells, actually, in a little bit more detail. The first one, and this is usually, for me, the biggest giveaway, is the quality of the print. Assuming that proportionally everything else is, is kind of there or thereabouts, the quality of the print is uh, a, a real striking tell. Um, the way these are printed there is a, it's ink and pad, so you get a big squishy pad. It's very satisfying to watch, and it goes sploop, sploop, like that. Nice. And for whatever reason, at least for now, the companies manufacturing the fakes haven't been able to replicate the same vibrancy, crispness, thickness, deliciousness. When you get in close on those products, you realise the printing isn't flat like an inkjet printer. It has yeah. shine to it. It has three-dimensionality to it. Like little, Each line is like a little sausage just laid out on the dial there. So uh, remember that. Sausages. <laughs> it's a custom font as well. Um, that Rolex made themselves. You can't fight. You can't download it on DA fonts or anything like that. <laughs> Next one, box and papers. Now you're going to increase your chances of having a genuine Rolex if it comes with box and papers. The certification that comes with every Rolex, it's not actually papers. It's more plastic. It's like a little green and gold card, sort of like a credit card or a family bargains loyalty card sort of thing. Um, and on that, we'll have uh, your unique serial number printed on it. And uh, I believe also on the back is a little square hologram of Hans Wilsdorf giving a thumbs up and A-OK sign. Um, <laughs> the, the fakes always get that bit wrong. Yeah, it's Willie Brightling on a fake <laughs> and he'll be doing a peace sign. Um, but yeah, box and papers are a really good indicator that you, you've got a, a genuine Rolex. Although you're probably going to tell me that they're pretty good at faking those as well, right? They are. You're right in the sense that if it does have box and papers versus if it doesn't have box of papers, it's it's one of a number of things you can add into the the mix of the judgment that you're going to make. Yeah. That isn't to say that buying a watch without box and papers is necessarily a bad thing if you can trust the source. Sure. If you want to know whether the box and papers are authentic with the watch... You can match the serial numbers to, from the watch to the card. Uh, if you want to make sure that that's all authentic in a package, you can buy another one and match the papers. And oh, we're back to that problem again, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so box and papers, use it as an ingredient in your mix, but not in isolation. Here's one for you, Tom. Anti-reflective coating. It stops you losing the contrast by catching the glare on the glass itself. And you'll find that actually a Rolex watch doesn't have very good anti-reflective co coating compared to IWC or Breitling, but it does have some. Um, sometimes it's a single coating, sometimes it's a double coating depending on, on which, but often compared to a fake watch, a fake watch will have a much more milky looking dial, much lower contrast blacks, especially on a black dial because the anti-reflective coating isn't there. And, and you know on the watches that have the, the little magnifying window, the Cyclops as they call it? Yeah. Because that's glass glued to glass, they put more anti-reflective coating on that. And so sometimes you'll see on a fake that's even more noticeable how it looks all milky and misty and horrible. Right. Subtle, mm. but the more you know. So another strong indicator for whether your Rolex is real or not will be the quality of the movement. So if you can crack it open and have a look inside. Now, Rolex movements aren't 
on display because of their history as a tool watch. They have that solid, sturdy case back that we can't see through. Um, so the fakerists are going to use that to their advantage and they'll often shirk their duties when it comes to the quality of the finishing on the movement there. And sometimes they might even chuck in a movement that doesn't even resemble the, the Rolex caliber at all. Yeah. But the thing is with the Rolex movement, it is impeccably finished just like the outside of the watch you'll know it's a rolex movement because it will look pristine and immaculate and and made to the high standard that uh, the rolex is famous for you're absolutely right there tom uh, one of the things that people don't get about rolex is that so much of the cost goes into the movements mm. because you don't see them it's kind of a shame really yeah and it's only when you start exploring brands like artisans de genève where they will put sapphire on the back that you can start to see some of the benefit of having a Rolex movement. Yeah, it's a weird flex, isn't it? It is, it is. And the the, the Fakeristas, they do not have the capability to match that just yet. No. They will soon find as they get closer, the prices of their watches are going to go up and up and up. So whilst they can replicate the look of the movement, don't be fooled by the fact that if you do get to see it, that it has all the parts in the right place. The quality of those parts is really what's going to tell the cleanliness of them, especially. Is there oil and debris floating around? Are there bird edges uh, and generally a a kind of a a roughness to it? Because the Rolex finishing, it's a shame they don't show you, but it is really, really good. It's utilitarian, but it's really perfectly executed. I'm going to talk about the Cyclops again, Tom. Oh. Because the correct amount of magnification from a Rolex Cyclops is two and a half times. Right. And for some reason, a lot of the fake manufacturers can't seem to replicate that. The date window on the watch is rather small, Mm -hmm. which is why it has the magnifying window. And so it should, if you don't know what two and a half times is going to look like, it should really fill that magnifying window almost bleed out just a little bit so the number is big and juicy in the middle. The fake ones, you'll see, it's, it's floating in there. You can see the whole window and there's the surrounding dial. Uh, again, this isn't always the case, but if you do see it, it's a fake. Cool. Okay, uh, so this one is more the finish and feel of a fake Rolex versus a genuine one. Now, um, quite often you can identify a fake but you're not quite sure why. And it's because of all these little tiny details, the finishing on the case, the polished edges, the the overall feel of the very small details. You know, you might not notice them, but your brain will. And that's <laughs> that, that final like 20%, that final 10% that Rolex finishing manages to put into their watches that the, the fakes can't quite match. And it really is a, a, a feel kind of thing when you've got it in your hand, you'll go, Hmm, this isn't quite right. Yeah, literally the feel. It might feel too rounded or too sharp, but somehow they've just got the balance of it wrong. Swiss watch manufacturers and Rolex especially really take umbrage with the idea of the 80-20 rule, where you and I might be happy with an 80% success based on 20% of the work. They live in that last 20%. They have the 80-20 rule on the 80-20 rule. It's all about we have a product and we need to finish it. And finishing it is going to take more time than getting to where we where we are at this point. And that's the bit that you, you can feel, literally. Feel for sharp edges, pointy corners, the bracelet not gliding smoothly as it moves around, rattliness, the crown, how that screws in and out, how the movement winds. All of those things are going to be very telling and often the points where they fall apart. Because let's 
not forget, the fakes are sold on the way they look, not so much the way they feel. They don't have to worry as much about that. Yeah. Speaking of the way things look, it's all about the details, proportionally. As far as I understand, they often have an original piece from which to copy, but we're talking about details that shift in the microns, that you can look to that level of detail and see whether or not what you're looking at is genuine. So the, the size and the shape of the markers, for example, on a Rolex watch, they are ringed in white gold and filled with luminous paint. That ring, sometimes it's a bit too thick, sometimes it's a bit too thin, sometimes it's a bit tall or a bit too flat. You can really see that. I think there's something in the pattern recognition ability of human beings that will look at something like that and immediately think, that's not right. This isn't familiar. And we're all very familiar with how Rolexes look. Uh, and for me, that's often another one of the big tells when you pick up a fake. The markers, the proportions of them just aren't quite right. It's also easy to compare to a, a picture if you don't have the physical comparator in hand. Another thing, and this is a, a good indicator, and that's the loom, the uh, the luminescent material on your Rolex's hands and markers. So it's known as superluminova, and it's activated by the sun, and it stores light like a battery, and then in the dark it glows. It's kind of spooky and radioactive looking. Real superluminova <laughs> will glow very brightly and last for hours and give you that nice photoluminescent glow. But fake loom doesn't charge that well, fades quickly, and that is a big tell that your Rolex might not be real if they haven't got a high-quality loom on your hands and markers there. Yeah, that's a, that's another great consideration because, once again, that's not what they're selling the watch on. You won't find out until you've got it home later at night. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and you wake up in the night and you're like, no! You wouldn't go, sorry, do you mind if I just take this under the desk and uh, <laughs> put it under my jumper and see how the loom is? Exactly. And that's that kind of goes really for the whole functionality of the watch. The loom brightness, the smoothness of the ticking, the, the timing itself. Spelling. Spelling. Yeah. Yeah. If it's spelt wrong, you're definitely... Well, actually, no. If the markers are in the wrong place, you might have yourself a very rare, <laughs> badly yeah. made Rolex. Oh, dear. But any of those... I would say anything secondary just to the appearance are where the money is going to not be spent because it's all spent on that initial, does it look like a real Rolex? Yeah. And the loom is a great one, often left right till last for them to try and get right. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, Tom, if you want to know if a watch is real or fake, the easiest thing to do is to not put yourself in that position at all. Either purchase from a trusted retailer or bring in a trusted expert to help you. Yeah. Chances are, if you're looking at a very pixelated image somewhere on the deepest, darkest web, where you can barely tell what model it is, let alone whether it's real or fake, it's probably going to be fake. You're not going to be the one who gets one for 20 quid from some old man who doesn't know what he's got. So bring in someone who knows what they're talking about. Listen to what they're saying. Don't get caught up in the, the hype of getting a bargain, because you probably won't. And then you'll be safe. That's the most important one, isn't it? Either buy from a trusted retailer, an authorised dealer, or get your brother-in-law to help you because he knows about these things better than you do. <laughs> He's got me out of a few sticky jams, that guy. <laughs> Div, you're a listener. What other tips would you add to that list to help people spot a fake so they don't get caught out? Pop that down in the comments below. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. 